What's up guys, welcome to the Sunday Roast Podcast episode 26. Uh, I'm Aaron aka Lazy Boy Loops and uh, as usual joining me today is the runner-up of the 1998 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, Paul aka Pueblo Vista. (laughs) (laughs) That's me, I ate all the fucking sausages boys. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 you were were the runner-up. I'm the runner. Shit! I, I, ate, <laughs> I ate all of the sausages, all the sausages, but one. I guess. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Though interestingly, the uh, the winner of what did I say? 1996 or <laughs> who is that? <laughs> the winner of the 1996 Nathan's Hot Eating Contest was a guy called Ed Ed Karachi who ate uh, 22 hot dogs in 12 minutes. Wow, that's. That's a lot of hot dogs right there. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, it's the number's been going up exponentially uh, over the years. Okay. Because in, so <laughs> this is so interesting already. I just looked this up for a joke, but oh my god, like, so in 1996, the average was like, I don't know, 12, uh, 20, 17, 18, 20, 24, 21, and then it goes, that's in like 12 minutes, so then it goes to 10 minutes, but we have, like, in 2017, Joey Chestnut ate 72 in 10 minutes. Somebody says, somebody, like, you know what I did? Uh, They can't hear me. That's fine, as long as the the audio's there. The audio's recording nicely, like, give it a second, guys. Yeah, 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 I just realized here. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, it's of fine, course, you like, can all, it's... The, the live stream can just listen to me about uh, facts of Nathan's hot dog eating contest. They actually exactly. introduced a women's competition in 2011, and even then, like, Sonia Thomas ate 40 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. That's mental. But why isn't the mic thingy work? Where? I think now it should work. Yes. <laughs> I, I now see the thing move. Wow, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Not without technical issues. Yeah, who was it? Yeah, Saturn. Saturn put it out. Like, th- Thanks, Saturn. Uh, there is a, it's a bit of a delay. It will come around. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Of course, like this is the shittiest <laughs> podcast ever. Like, Audio issues are a thing. Every I year. Mean, I, every year, every month, every week. And not, right about when you think like you've got over that fucking hump of the technical shit. I mean, it used to be a lot worse. It yeah, used to be a lot did. worse. I, w- I would just fucking try to figure shit out every other episode. So It's not uh, like I came oh, on uh, half an hour early, like, oh, uh, hey, let's go. And you're like, yeah, I've just wanted to start this call now so we can oh, set up. It's like five past two. <laughs> Why the fuck? Fuck my life. Oh, well, it That's is what fine. it is. Well, it, I think it's, it's, it has been a few weeks because uh, I was, <laughs> I made Paul aware that we were supposed to have one like two weeks ago. <laughs> and you were like, oh shit, were we? Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the case. Yeah, shit. No, I, I, I get oh. it. You're still settling in, you know. Your background yeah, th- has become a little more homely. It's not just an empty room with a, with yeah, a Kallax you, unit. <laughs> it's a Kallax unit. You can see like uh, an archive thing. There's a there's a e-bike behind me or like an exercise bike. There's like you know shit. Shit's happening. You know. We're setting up the studio, boys. Studio is open again. The studio is open. <laughs> hey, you got so. new music this week, so of course it is. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Don't you know? I mean, I just went uh, through. Uh, through the um, archives through the archives of splice found the <laughs> <laughs> initiate samples 
uh, played some splice Tetris, as we like to call it, and then I just released something. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, I just, I like to uh, jam on my little guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't it at this point just been like completely destroyed though? <laughs> I think, I think it kind of, it kind of started, it's kind of like start sounding a little bit off tune because I, of course, I let my kid play with it. Like, why not? It's like 1999. Who gives a shit? Anyway, it's not a Fender or whatever. It's not a star. What is it? Uh, Stratocaster or yeah. what the fuck, you know, whatever. So, yeah, but it just adds to the lo-fi. Am exactly. I right? Exactly. Who needs to add the vinyl wobble on when you can just be slightly yeah, out fuck of Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Like, fuck it. That's, you know, you got to work with what you got, man. I mean, come on. We're just, everybody knows that, um, you know, lo-fi producers, musicians, like, really struggle to make pennies. And that's, I'm just one of them. I'm going to struggle to make pennies. <laughs> Yo, you're such a shit. <laughs> Uh, roasted, roasted. No, so uh, yeah, it's it's been a little while, and already um, controversy. No, after last episode, uh, I was very much like, it was quiet. Like things weren't really happening in the scene. Like to the point where, I, like, we were chatting, and I was like, hmm, you know, last last episode was a little bit like dry. Maybe yeah. we should push it to to like a month, like a monthly thing. Yeah, just yeah, so we've at least yeah. got something more substantial to talk about, and then yeah. <laughs> it just keeps like bang, here's something, bang, here's something else. And it's just, it's, it's, like I said to you, it's like a bus. Um, it just, it just, it just keeps on giving, man. It just keeps yeah. on giving. It, it's, uh, it never let us down. The, the scene, whatever. I mean, we were like really thinking, like, oh, maybe you know, maybe this fucking podcast ran its course. Maybe that's it. Like, who knows? Like, it's great, but um, nope, nope. So it turns out, um, and this might be a fun fact for anyone listening, uh, you can just claim anyone's publishing. <laughs> exactly, guys. Just go for it. Just find the dopest producer out there, like the ones with the biggest dreams or whatever. Just go ahead and claim everything. Yep. So, and- so just a quick kind of backstory. So last week, we, well, last week, last episode, we discussed in brief, I guess, about um, like publishing and neighboring royalties and all that. Didn't touch in too much detail because, to be honest, it, there's a lot to kind of understand around it all. Um, people that are deep in the music business know about it a bit better than, than we do, probably. But essentially, whenever your music is played, it, it is reproduced. And because of that reproduction, you are entitled to to earn royalties through that. Um, and you use... So you can use like a, a publishing rights organization like uh, BMI or... Uh, PRS, IMRO, they all have stupid fucking acronyms, but essentially publishing rights organizations, they'll go out and, and essentially find out where your music's been being played. Um, and then they will get the, the royalties from that reproduction and pay you. And you can use organizations such as Song Trust, which essentially do all of the heavy work and they um, they link you up to a publishing rights organization, which then you know you get paid through them and blah 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 so essentially you can earn you everybody that makes music and puts it out on things like spotify apple music and stuff earn two types of royalties the streaming that we get every month from our distributors whether that's like dashgo distro kid blah 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 or uh, and and then you have the the mechanical royalties which is based on either performance or uh, again whether whether it's just being copied and you get paid that as well um sometimes if you don't claim it for very often you can get a lot 
it's kind of incomparable to or in comparison to what you earn for streaming it's, it's roughly the same if not half of what you're earning so that kind of gives you some idea of what you could be earning through um like pros and publishing and all that shit and it turns out um this week a lot of artists that are I, i'm gonna use air, i'm using like air quotes here big in the scene yeah. um have found out that someone has been <laughs> claiming their pu- <laughs> claiming their publishing and mechanical royalties uh, for God knows how long, and we're not just talking, um, you know, ten or fifteen tracks. We're talking thousands, thousands of tracks from our good friend <laughs> Dipshit, um, from like Steezy Prime, Mondo Loops, uh, D- D- Dimension Thirty Two, uh, just... just all of these big fucking names in the scene. That <laughs> no, big, I'm gonna say big because. Um, and this is something that popular ones, the popular yeah, ones on Spotify. Ones that least, I yeah. guess would be considered popular based on yeah. fucking their inflated Spotify streams. And yeah. I know this <laughs> this is coming across like super bitter and whatever. I don't give a fuck. Nah. It, the one takeaway from this is is not only if you are in the music business, learn about the fucking music business, learn where you can earn money where your your money is going where it's coming from you know how the thing that you're getting involved in is actually you know how it works and i'm not saying that i'm the big like boss of this and i know everything because i only registered my stuff on a um on song trust in january so I'm late to the party when it comes to that. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I, I'm I'm the big know-it-all. I I learned about that recently and you know took advantage of that and great, cool. Um, but the other takeaway that I'm getting from this is, no matter what people's streaming numbers might be, shit like this, I find really fucking humbling because it kind of shows like, and and this is going to be super insulting and I kind of don't give a fuck. It's like you're not as big as you're making it out to be if someone can just come along and claim you pub- you publishing because you're not involved in that and it just shows yeah. how superficial the lo-fi scene can be in that people can get numbers that are absolutely huge and yes they could be sitting there earning thousands but then someone called fucking Jorge Hernandez can <laughs> just come along and, and take what is essentially thousands I could so they've yeah. got thousands of tracks from all of these big artists. We know that they're getting millions of monthly listeners a, a month. Yeah. Times that by like a thousand. This guy is probably sitting there on a fucking tidy monthly pay package on everyone else's yeah. music because yeah. They either didn't know or they didn't care to register. And that yeah. I you know, I, one of my tracks was involved in that um not directly mine it was because of a collaboration i did with with linear wave um so and the reason i didn't register those was because to be honest i couldn't be asked with going to all of my collaborators being like oh i'm sorting out publishing what's your email address do you have a publishing rights organization what are your you know i w r i yeah ipi yeah all of that shit because i know 90 percent of the time the answer is going to be i don't know um, and you know that's not me being like a dick to to the people yeah. that I've collaborated with, but I feel like a lot of the time, you know, I only very much understood that when you register something, um, it gets its own unique identifying number, and yeah. that was how I managed to go in and, and kind of jump through and, and register, um, you know, mine and Linear Waves track. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think I feel like it's going to get flagged and the only reason I say that is because the label that we released with actually didn't have our um, composer names added to the track because of course they didn't so this person that's taken this music has pretty much every right to to do what they've Mm. done because they've not been registered they've not been the metadata hasn't been added correctly yeah and again this kind of just shows that there is so much happening within the lo-fi scene that isn't happening if that makes any sense to you that someone can just come along and see what's going on and kind of just take advantage of it so fucking easily Mm -hmm. because the majority of artists in this scene are kind of clueless to that side of things and i think it's because of how accessible creating and releasing lo-fi is and how accessible it is to get decent streaming numbers and decent like monthly revenues and stuff with very Mm. minimal effort and then Mm. you know there's also i think that sense of like oh i don't care because i don't think i'm gonna get everything i was exactly that person Mm. i Mm. i had someone coming to me being like you need to register with song trust like hey you you really need to do this and i was like yeah but the monthly fee or the one-off fee like is it really gonna be is it mm. gonna pay off because you know you obviously have to pay to use these services so yeah i was just sitting there debating it like it's like a hundred dollars to sign up like is this really (sighs) going to be worth the investment am i going to get that money back you know song trust do offer um like a thing that you can sign up to and add some songs in it and it'll give you some idea of how much those songs have uh, yeah might be worth yeah Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got it. To be fair, I did add one that I'd only released like two months ago. So it told me that it was like $15. And I was like, it's probably not worth it. But mm-hmm. on the off chance that these songs or your music in future could actually get yeah. somewhere and get big, mm-hmm. I would say that paying that fee is worth it just to protect that money from someone else coming along and just being like, yeah, I'll have that. Exactly. I think at the end of the day it makes sense because it's like you own the music since you make it you make it already you made it already so might as well register it because I remember when I started with music and it was it was like long way before that lo-fi stuff we used to say that if you wanted your music to appear on TV shows or movies or whatever. Basically, synchronization is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had to have it published or registered. Like, basically published. That's that's it. So, when somebody would want to use that, they can even do it technically uh, if it's not some sort of like an exclusive or special use or fucking Hollywood stuff. They can just go ahead and do it. They provide the credits because let's say like a television show or like a studio production studio they are very transparent with that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. they well, why not um you can just automatically get it and most of the websites or the companies that you register your music with for example song trust when it comes to the monthly statistics or let's say the um quarterly statistics because usually you get paid quarterly um uh, they have a very detailed breakdown of what that comes like whether it's online whether it's like tvs shows lives yeah it's it's yeah you you're like if you're like a live artist you can definitely provide your pro 
with your um, track list. Yep. As yeah, simple as that. You can register cause... live sets. You can exactly um, do all of that. I mean, uh, this kind of I guess appeals most or applies mostly to those of us in the UK. But whenever our songs get played on like BBC Introducing, for example, like that exactly if we register those those live performances or whatever like airplay we can get mm-hmm. paid for that you know it might be great okay yeah the bbc's picked us up and that's super interesting it's being played out to all of the local radio stations like that in itself is like pretty awesome you're just sitting there like fucking high in the sky but you can also yeah. then just go to your pro and say right this was played on this day on this radio mm. station and yeah. okay it might not be much but it's something mm. Yeah, I mean, a good example that um, I always like to use for that, and I saw it, uh, I had like a first-hand more or less experience for, w- with it, uh, from it at least. It's like 2004 Olymp- Olympic Games, Athens, Greece. Uh, DJ Tiesto was the guy to provide the soundtrack. Like, he was the, the soundtrack to the opening ceremony. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were... I mean, the, the people that I, um, let's say lay men, lay people would argue like, oh, the guy got, I think his, uh, his, his uh, fee was leaked. It was like a hundred thousand euros or something to get that. And it was like, shit, they paid this like shitty DJ. Uh, Greeks were saying that, right? Like the average Greeks goes to like folk music, whatever. Anyway, it's like, oh, you pay this fucking stupid DJ to play this shitty trance music for like a hundred K. And I'm sitting there thinking like this fucking show was transmitted it's the olympic games so it's transmitted worldwide in multiple channels multiple countries the sync licensing for his own because the the dj set was his own releases yeah i mean it makes perfect sense so the sync licensing that he got out of that was probably something in the millions easy Easy, like I think I was. I used to joke with my other producer DJ friends. Like we said, like Tiesto can fucking retire after the Olympics. Like you don't really have to do anything else when when it comes to collecting a bag. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're good to go. Um, so yeah, so yeah, good. Like that, that that should be. I think uh, if nobody really understands that kind of stuff, keep the Tiesto or Olympic Games in Athens example uh, in you know in the back of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Not that anybody, God forbid, would play lo-fi music as an opening ceremony for any fucking Olympics. People just go to bed. I think that's like this is the the kind of scary thing about like music. Like we can all kind of sit here and, and make make music. That that in itself is the easy part. But yeah. it's the music business that I think a lot of us and and myself included that you can easily get lost in. And to kind of not backtrack on myself but to kind of you know give a bit of reason or uh, devil's advocate or whatever like i get how especially when everything because you know all of these are registered through bmi so there's very much um you know america uh, us based and you know i can understand for those of those that aren't necessarily english and can't understand a lot of that don't know what the hell they're doing with um with that sort of thing especially when there's just not a lot of of information that's readily available out there yeah. um i guess that's not simple i i think is the um the thing i'm trying to say like it's all very complex and complicated and i struggle to even understand half of it like 
you know, we had that kind of brief discussion a little while ago about how uh, publishing and neighbouring rights are two different things. And I was like, no, 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 they're the same thing. But then I looked into it, and yeah, they're, they're, they are very much two different things. You've got, like, your publishing, which is it being, uh, you know, your mechanical and... Uh, what is it? Mechanical and performance, I think? Yeah. I'm just double-checking, so I'm not saying... Yeah, performance and mechanical. Um, and then your neighbouring rights, I think, are something else <laughs> and this is where yeah it, it's it's uh it's a rabbit hole for sure yeah exactly uh neighboring rights i think this neighboring rights are like your composition and copyright mm, if i remember correctly yeah but i i was like i i understood it back then when it came up now you got me googling yeah, yeah. Too. okay so like there's copyright which is publishing and that's author and publisher and the neighboring rights is performer and master owners from yeah, exactly. the images that i've just seen so yeah so it's all just very complicated so i absolutely 100 percent understand why you know these artists in particular might have overlooked that especially when so for the most part Again, this is me just being very general to all of the the artists that were included in this, uh, from the ones that I know anyway. Mm. Um, they all work with very specific labels. Yeah. Um, they have very specific, like release mm. styles, and with certain yeah. labels. And I think where I think those artists have been let down is that those labels haven't been, um, I guess, not upfront, uh, have been informative enough to say okay no. you know you can release with us and get a lot of streams um but also it'd be a good idea to collect your publishing um and i myself as a label owner i haven't really done that as well because <laughs> i give out far too much information but i kind of feel like at least <laughs> i'm using the podcast as a, a way of saying hey you should be doing that and then i can just direct yeah, why not? these episodes why but not? yeah it's you know i feel like maybe they've been let down by those um, also maybe let down by, by like their peers and stuff but then I don't know it's I can reason with them but at the same time it is super humbling to see that you know these artists that are sitting there especially the ones that are kind of that have definitely got over inflated egos because of the position that they found themselves in um, to kind of be knocked on the head a little bit and be like hey you fucked up <laughs> and it's like you know you're sitting there thanking your millions of fans that that have no idea who you are because they're just passively listening and someone with an insanely long uh spanish name is sitting there taking your music and you're probably at this point still none none the wiser because i've only seen maybe three or four of the artists that are involved in this actually speak out about it yeah maybe the rest of the artists just haven't figured it out yet it could be i mean i think dipshit figured it out from steezy right no it was the opposite oh it's the opposite okay all right i mean i don't even know like i didn't i didn't ask the uh, dipshit at all like he just texted him he's like oh look at this like what the fuck is happening i was like <laughs> what, what? <laughs> i was like if that is legit like you probably should oh, be uh I was like, are you claiming publishing? <laughs> well, the, the, the first thing that I thought was like, podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think 
there's yeah. definitely so many levels to the music business that that either just get kind of ignored because it just seems too complicated and oh it doesn't apply to me um mm-hmm. because no, uh, it- it's it's something that we've been we've been talking about for almost like two years now. Like um, you have to learn that kind of shit, whether you like it or not. We've been talking about publishing. We're talking about rights. Like there's a lot of whether you like it or not. There's a lot of money out there. Well, I don't want to sound like all these fucking I don't know gurus or whatnot, but we've been in the in the business long enough, and most of the shit that we find out is like we learn it through experience and from each other, of course, because. I mean, not everybody's a dick in the music business. There are genuine people who like to share information. Um, I, I, I know that me and you are one, two of these people. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've been always talking about that people need to educate themselves. Like you get very uh, convenient, like you said earlier, you get sometimes you get very convenient with a bag. And with an editorial placement or two or a playlist or whatever, and you just overlook a lot of things. Yeah. Um, this is one of the things. Like at the end of the day, it's your business. It might, it's your music. It might cost something, whether it's like a song cr- trust, like a hundred bucks, one off thing, or maybe there's like a split that the service that you're going to be using is going to be taking from that. But it's not something that you should brush off quickly it's like oh yeah it's additional cost like i don't know whatever like i think you should definitely invest yeah it's 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 your music it's your creation it's uh, maybe your legacy uh it, it could be something you you never really know like usually when we, with that, that stuff for example like if there's not an immediate payout i think that's also like uh, something that does not positively motivate a lot of people to do it because it's not like you get Spotify royalties, um, you know, every month with mm. a two-month delay. You register, and maybe like a year is gonna go by, yeah. and you're not really gonna see anything. Maybe you're gonna start looking like zero point zero zero three cents and two cents or whatever, and and then you're like, ah, oh, it's not worth it. But it is worth it because it's more than zero. Yeah. <laughs> at the at the end of the day and at some point like i have for example all these people like that uh there's all these youtube channels that you might give away your music for them for free to play it like if you don't use content id like bad bozo labels like me for example do um uh, and and they get you get thousands and millions of streams on a youtube upload which is it's you don't really you might give away your AdSense in a way that they can exploit exploit that commercially, the YouTube yeah. channels that you give your music to. However, this generates mechanical royalties for you. So, and, and I would even dare to say it might be more in the long run. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good that shit like that happens, but it's usually like, Something like this happens, and then, oh my God, everybody fucking wakes up. It's like, what? Yeah. There was this thing that made money, and we didn't figure it out. Oh my God. Fuck you, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think because of how the music business works, and, and there were several instances of, um, you know, this, is, this has obviously happened before, um, I don't think there's anything that can be 
explicitly done about it right now. The only thing that we can all do, which is what I've done, is to register, you know, register your tracks because if you have that information on your song, you know, that says this is me um, as the composer, then, you know, old Jorge can't come along and, and claim it. <laughs> old Jorge. He's not, he's not on, the, on the track. For those that don't have their names on the track, and, and I think this is, this is also where that kind of anonymity that a lot of lo-fi producers want you know whether they have a really cryptic alias with no like artist description or you know they're very much an avatar or wear a mask or whatever and they don't want their like real names to to be out in the world this is what's going to happen you know for those those kind of labels that put in um uh, where is it let me just get the so like in the song credits where it says like performed by you know laser boy loops and then in the written by it says laser boy loops well no that should be your actual name so you can claim the composition and the mechanical rights for that because if you're just sitting putting laser boy loops in the written by bit or or whatever your fucking artist name is then again someone else can come along and just say oh yeah no that that that's me because the way that all of this is works is that you kind of just put in you're saying that you're that songwriter and from what i remember setting up my song trust account they weren't like hey we want some form of id mm-hmm. so there we are just kind of like saying who we say we are and the the just they're just kind of taking that on face value which i think is a bit shit at the end of the day um it is 100%. that's not kind of great but it's just the way that it is. So it's it's up to us to be able to then, you know, go to our song credits, say, put who it's written by, and then we at least, if something like this was to happen, we have a leg to stand on where we can contact yeah. the publishing rights yeah. organisations and say, actually, this isn't this person. They're exactly. not even claiming it on my behalf. Um, yeah. This this is this is wrong. Maybe mm. something will happen. Maybe it won't. Um, only time will tell, I guess, for this one. Um, I know, obviously, mm. it's going to take at least a year until... Uh, oh, no, no, the, this song isn't getting any... Pl- the one that I'm involved in, anyway, isn't really uh, mm. doing well. So, I don't know. I might see if I can take it from the label and re-release it. But, um, yeah, you know... Uh, it just is... It's just... Shit happens. Um, it's yeah, good that yeah. it has because it's going to show people especially those that that are new to the lo-fi scene um i i just just find it like i think you too like i find it extremely um fascinating the fact that people will only act or react for that matter once some sort of like controversy or fuckery happens like they won't like you you you're sitting there telling them you know what um you call yourself a a producer you need to uh find like people to sync license your shit uh make sure you register for publishing uh make sure uh you have like this and this and that distributor or your shit gets distributed properly or whatever uh make sure you ask the questions make sure the contracts you sign are not shit make sure this make sure that yeah and People just do the bare minimum, which is, Hey bro, oh, did you put my tracks on your playlist? 
and then that's it. And it's just like, leave because it after that. That is the easiest, most straightforward way yeah. to see yeah. results. Um, yeah. Doing everything that you've said, especially when you list it out like that. Yeah. That's a lot. It, it is, it is, but nobody, nobody ever said that. Let's just say this, making the music is the easy part. Making the music is the easy part, as, as fucking stupid as it might sound, like you might be, I mean, if you're not like a splash Tetris player, yeah? If yeah. you're like uh, uh, somebody who might spend more than an hour to try to even fucking compose something, even me with like my one finger piano abilities, you know, like <laughs> I try a little bit. Um, you try to compose something, like doing that, it's the easy part. And you might be thinking like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm really busting my ass. Like I've been trying that fucking bass solo for like two days now and it's like ruining my life and it's like eating my soul. That's the easy part. Like registering the shit, sync licensing, neighboring rights, mechanical royalties, blah, 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 blah. That's like, that's when the, f I would call it, that's where the fun starts. Yeah, but making yeah. making the music that's the easiest shit, man. Like that that shouldn't even bother you. And I'm also saying this from the even the label perspective, because you're like, if I was just an artist, fuck you. You got no excuses, bro. Like if you release a single and you don't spend a whole day to register. Uh, register that like you know upload it on song trust make sure you make your post promote it blah blah like if you have a single a fucking single because this is what the fucking scene is about is like single singles and more singles and if you don't have the time of the day how the fuck should anybody help you you know and i'm supposed to yeah. be like a label but i'm one of the labels that I, I i i and you do that too you actually encourage the people who release with you and say my dude get your fucking publishing, get your fucking sync licensing, get your neighboring rights. Like make sure your shit is like properly registered, metadata is there. Make sure you put your fucking full name in the composer thing. Like it's, it's I guess the, that's the, the, the absolute essentials. Yeah. And then people like are fucking butthurt when like if I was like as a label, if I would do all that stuff for you and like, you know, fully fledged labels where you manage everything, 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 then yeah, 30, 70 in my benefit, like 70% for me, the label, it sounds like very reasonable because I have to do all the fucking work. <laughs> yeah, because you do the easy stuff. You just make the music and give it to me. Fuck you then. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, good stuff. It's it's good stuff. I'm happy at least that we. I'm just happy that this fucking happens, and then we get to talk about it and call a bunch of people assholes and bozos and wake the fuck up kind of thing. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah. oh, a little Paul is calling me name again, uh, games again. I, I guess I gotta do something about it. Dun, 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 dun. So yeah, it is. Welcome to I don't know. Welcome to the music industry 101 again. And we're just like our shit the lo-fi whatever instrumental kind of thing it's it's not even like a fucking hair in the huge ball sack that is called music industry yeah literally <laughs> well like what what did they announce that that spotify well, not spotify that that like dsps it's are like, seeing like a hundred thousand 
uploads a day, a day, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, even even if the number is like fucking inflated, I I, I don't think that is too far from the truth. Like, even if it's like eighty thousand no, tracks I, uploaded, I definitely, it's definitely like it has to be that. Well, to be fair, <laughs> the source was major label saying that, so yeah, know. yeah. They don't but have yeah. one. Like they, why would they lie about it? But yeah, it definitely makes sense. Like this is only like, I mean, I don't even consider that um, competition. Not only from the genre perspective, but because access to consumer goods, uh, the 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 prices of the consumer goods, like the, the you can. I mean, we know this also from our scene yeah there's people out there who literally use a windows laptop and a subscription on splice so you really you don't really have to have like high-end mixers instruments on instruments on instruments hardware uh, decks cables like synths like you don't you literally need uh, a subscription on splice and then you can fucking make money about which is great so of course I I, I understand I assume that I would say very bluntly, having rubbed shoulders with the big boys, that ninety um, percent of the shit that goes out there is probably trash. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 it, it it I don't know if you hear that shit, it's probably your ears are gonna bleed. It's sound, not music. I would I wouldn't call it music. It's sound. Noise. So yeah, noise. Yeah, noise. <laughs> uh, noise. Even worse. <laughs> so. But then again, like this only like to showcase the saturation that this specific art form is experiencing at the moment. Like yeah. we, we talked about the, the, the purge, but this is not just on lo-fi. Like lo-fi is just like what we experience because we see it firsthand because we are in the scene. But this happens like on every genre. It's not just us. Yep. So it does, but I think I think it's definitely tenfold within within lo-fi at least oh, because yeah. you know just like uh, we always go back to this but like fucking labels dropping like eight to fucking ten tracks a week um you know singles coming out the wazoo whenever a compilation track's been been made it's just all it's insane um i had a really crazy submission to my playlist last week like not necessarily talking trash because this is the thing it wasn't trash but it was it was Super really trash? no it was it was like it was good but it was like low effort in a sense of this artist had just found like a sample loop from an old record looped it for like a minute and released it that was it there was no okay like hip-hop drums added to it there was no like additional like piano or, or any sort of change it was as if they just done some crate digging found a loop put it on an ep and released it and it, it, there was like five tracks on it because I, I listened through so i was like oh okay you know this is a really a really good like i enjoyed it okay but it was because it was it was music that exists that they had exactly, just found yeah. a loop and put it together for like a minute and a half and I was like yeah I dig this and I was like waiting for you know it started off as like that typical like sample loop yeah, maybe yeah. one or two two bars and then it'll like switch up and there'll be like a hip hop beat 
but there wasn't. It was just the, that just the loop. straight. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, how is this on streaming platforms? Because this is straight up just copyright. Like, there's no change that's been added to this. You've just chopped, a, like, a three to five second loop and just looped it for a minute and a half. And, it, like, I like I said, I enjoyed it because it was the music and it had <laughs> such potential to have evolved into, yeah. you know, like a, a typical sort of old school sampled-based beat. But yeah. it, was, it was just that. And I was like, this is Nothing. crazy. Like, how, is, how are they... <laughs> how have they done done this though to be fair if and if this artist kind of figures out that this is who i'm talking about and they come to me and like actually no these are all original compositions Mm. holy fucking shit like this person deserves a grammy because if they can create stuff that sounds like an old school loop that they've just chopped and put out for a minute and a half Mm. then they've got some mad talent there but no i don't think that was the case (laughs) But, I mean, I'd love to be to, to be wrong about that. But, yeah, like, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like, the ability to just easily, I mean, I could just pull together, um, and I, I know that, that Saturn might call me out on this, but at least I know how to do stuff in C major. I could do basic chords in C major, so don't drag me <laughs> on this. But I could just sit there and, and just do, like, a couple of chords in C major to create a relatively I wouldn't even say interesting, just a chord progression Yeah. put just a drum beat over it, just a standard straight like drum beat over it and then release that, it's so easy to do that nowadays with even if it's just a a distrokid account, like at the lowest level how much is it for the lowest level distrokid account now, like Nine, I think it's like $19, $19 a year, $20 a year or something like that. I mean, $20 a year to, to easily just put out whatever the I, fuck you want. I, I think if you even put out like 100 pieces of, of noise, not even music, you will definitely make 20 bucks. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely make 20 bucks by the end of the year. Well, I mean, especially if, you know, you're in this scene where it, you can just create the most yeah, fucking yeah. blandest like quietest stuff or you can you can always like find a some a released track that has like decent streams yeah. and then um chop it up to your liking re-release it or you could just release it as Ex- it. yeah exactly extend it a little bit and that's that's that like especially you i mean you can do that especially with uh, i don't know chill hop releases that there's no content id there's like no nothing on it so yeah exactly yeah, we, we, we've seen that like and we also yeah. we, we also even heard like oh i did it better <laughs> no, yeah of course you did yeah no no that, definitely definitely it's like it, it, the, the track clearly needed a, a few more copy pastes on yeah, right. mark 125 like right yeah. right in that spot like yeah Uh, I I think one of the the funnier things within the Twitter thread of, um, I think it was Danny's that posted it, Mm. uh, someone was like, oh, the funniest thing about all of this is that they're claiming publishing on probably copyrighted samples. And I'm like, yeah, that's just the fucking funniest (laughs) thing. (laughs) Like, that's probably 100% true. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this only showcases like the, the, I don't know, how educated the person who's doing the claiming is also like for them it's just like numbers like they see like a high grossing track 
Yeah. And they figured like, but but I, I I'm I'm like in awe with the cleverness of I wouldn't call these people like scammers, but creative ways on making bank on somebody else's work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well like you know, just to to do my very uh, basic Spanish, the, uh, the the cajones. The cojones, yeah, the, the cojones. cojones on these, the cojones, on the, yeah. the person to be like, do you know what? Like this okay. lo-fi girl playlist has, like that's pulling numbers. I'm gonna yeah. just fucking Let's claim go. them all. I do not Let's give go. a fuck. Yeah, yeah. and like and, you know, the question was brought to me as well. It's like, what, what if the person is just using a fake name? And it's like that is 100 percent absolutely plausible as long as they I, can link a bank account to it. I think they're pretty mm, much good to go. Mm. I mean, I would, I would even argue that they're actually they're probably using the real name. Like they don't really yeah. give a fuck because, at the end of the day, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna fucking sue them? Have you seen how much a fucking international lawsuit costs just to set it up? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you would also have to find uh, uh, legal advice, like a lawyer. Or as I like to say it in using my Spanish, an abogado. You have to find an avocado <laughs> over there, you know, in Latin America. Um, avocado. <laughs> abogado is the abogado is the the, the word, but I, I it's for finding it reads like avocado if you don't really know. Yeah, it's like yeah. avocado, like what the fuck? But anyway, uh, how the fuck? Like whatever. Who? who what are you gonna do? Like find a lawyer? Like Google it? Because yeah. like. Unless, of course, you're like some sort of like a big shot artist that you have like a label behind you and there's like a subdivision in Latin America or whatever and they can handle the situation for you, of course. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, of course, like you never really know to, to, to what extent. At, at least like, for example, when, when I, for example, uh, had to provide a, um, what is it? I think when somebody's being served, he gets a subpoena. So when I had to subpoena um, the YouTube channel that used my music without my permission, uh, what was it? What was the name? I always forget the name. But anyway, he was like located in um, the headquarters was in India. Yeah. And India having English as a primary language when it comes to the legal stuff, I only had to have the subpoena translated in English that would have accepted it. Like, and there's like some sort of like uh, because of the English and at the time the UK wasn't in Brexit yet so it, it is considered EU in a very fucking weird way so me yeah. being from Greece within the EU and all that stuff having the headquarters in Greece I can subpoena somebody in India like with no additional costs yeah which I mean this was I mean, just to 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 see like the the, the sheer amount of fucking I don't know legal hoops you have to you know jump in but anyway it's 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 fucking like it's very funny like it, it's part of the job I, uh, also like I say part of the whole thing the what we do at the end of the day like it's that's why I said earlier like making the music is the easy part like making sure it gets proper it it, it goes out properly uh, it doesn't get claimed illegally like you're collecting this you like this is like yeah some crazy shit but it, i think it also lends itself because there's just you know a hundred thousand tracks being released or uploaded a day, to yeah. services yeah. a day i would probably say it's close to impossible for 
any major label to be you know chasing down copyrights and stuff like that um and i've seen this a couple of times with what a lot of people have said regarding like using um unlicensed samples and uncleared samples and stuff unless you're essentially going to blow up to the point where you're going to get noticed by major labels or those that own the copyright like the chances of you actually getting like cease and desist is is probably unlikely zero to Um, nine yeah and i think even then the way the music business is and i think this very much lends itself to um so there was a track recently that i i did want to kind of talk about because um it's like a it's got very kind of big in in the uh, mainstream uh what's it called i've got it on a playlist here basically it was just a straight like sample rip oh it's afraid to feel by lf system so it's like a super popular like dance house track thing that's that's become like you know in the top 40 and it uses a sample from um a a funk soul band called i think they're actually called soul um Mm -hmm. and that's just the whole song the whole song is them just kind of looping it but it's like mm. sped up a bit. If if you were to listen to it, you'd, you'd know exactly okay. what song it is. Um, okay. And I was looking into it, and I was like, okay, how have they become so popular? And they're getting away with this straight, um, you know, the straight sample rip. And I think it's because uh, the way that music has been consumed at the moment or the way it's kind of blowing up is through tiktok and i think yeah. I, I could be absolutely wrong but this is this is a good interesting um example of the way that music's kind of working nowadays is you know chances are this was probably someone doing that thing of like oh let's flip an old funk track and they flip yeah. it and turn it into like a, an edm house beat tech beat whatever it is and then it blows up on tiktok and everyone's using it because that's the first place i heard it was on tiktok and yeah. then you know going back to what i was saying about those major labels as soon as you're big enough to start being noticed by those labels that are like Mm. that could come to you and be like hey stop using that sample if you're big enough to be noticed by those labels chances are they're just going to see fucking dollar signs and they're just going to come to you and be like we will have that track because we own that track because you're using you know our that's that's something from our archives we own the rights to that music that you sampled so yeah. you can either you know we will own this track they all right the artists probably get some sort of royalty from that but they probably get a very small percentage now it's obviously released and available um and you know making absolute numbers i mean it's got 121 million plays holy shit yeah so you know a song that probably started off as an off the hoof kind of tiktok like video that then yeah, the audio yeah. was being used and used and used over and over and over and it kind of blew up mm. warner comes along and is rather than just being like hey you can't use this sample you can't release it they're like you know what we'll release it because we already own the sample so exactly you yeah. can have a percentage of it and and we'll put it out and boom it, it i think the last time uh, not this time before, but the time after when I was getting my hair did. That I think it came on the radio like fucking three times. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I think like the what was it? It's exactly like the one that has been banging since like summer or something. Whatever the one that is called like Ferrari, like something's like ding 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 ding. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't this know. is like the, the the sample is like I think it's from um, it's it's reused or let's say it's been repurposed from a old. It's a sped up. Oh, is it sample. Ferrari James? Uh, I don't if know. If he has like, like Ferrari, it, it might be this one. Ferrari it should be in the title. Uh, yeah, uh, Herkaski said something about the Robbie Williams, John Barry sample thing. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. I'm, I'm, I don't know. But yeah, it's, 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 I go to fucking grocery stores and I hear that shit. Like, yeah. I go to fucking kids, like, toy stores and it's like, I'm like, stop the fuck with this shit. Yeah. Oh, what? Something that uh, I was um, extremely happy to see. Or to hear is like, and I, I actually asked a few of my other friends here in the city if that's the case, but it's it wasn't. I went to my local Lidl, you know, not to get another guitar, but for do groceries, right? And just going around like shopping, whatever, finishing. We're the we're the we're the um, the cashiers waiting our turn. Yeah, and I realized I didn't get excited through my shopping experience because usually like most of the stores especially here in greece or whatever whether especially if, if you're in a mall you're fucked like there's like from each booth or each store within the store there's like some fucking banging tunes bro <laughs> like fucking banging tunes it's it's fucking crazy right and like i felt like the experience was cool so i was like i was like i'm just trying to know it's like oh What's in the background? And they, I fucking swear, the shit that was playing, I would call it like ambient chill wave. Yeah. Like it was like something very, like it wasn't like the classic, I don't know, that's what I called ambient music, 25 <laughs> or some shit like that, you know, or like weird ambient um, uh, versions of like really known tracks or like the instrumental of Toxic from Britney Spears in a very toned down way. Um, and it was like really playing like ambient chill wave. There was some sort of like a beat and like, I was like, fuck. Like it made my experience, my groceries experience, grocery experience like very smooth. Like I didn't yeah. feel rushed that I had to like, I just, just gotta go through the fucking, uh, I don't know, um, milk products and then get the cheese and get the, the, the fuck. No, it's like, hmm, I don't know, whatever. But yeah i did i did kind of think like oh maybe i should just like you know give him a card tell him to play some fucking pueblo vista tunes but i was like <laughs> reach out shit. to little hq and be yeah. like i'd like to speak I, to your music come on <laughs> yes please i'm i'm a verified on instagram and facebook i can help you with uh, promotion you know oh, jesus christ dude i did tell you that this is kind of like uh it is uh it is a currency here oh is it yeah, verification stuff is... Oh, I can't wait to come and visit them. Two verified oh, people, holy dude. shit. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> like, I find it so funny because, like, I'm up here, like, the area that I live, uh, this part of town, like, 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 I guess, Instagram, everybody, like, whatever you live, there's some sort of, like, a geotag you can put, right? So I would, like, occasionally, uh, most of my, my posts on, on Instagram are geotagged here yeah um and then i would see like other posts that blow up they get like fifty thousand likes a thousand thousand likes like some i don't know some fucking bodybuilder guy or like some 
some chick who's doing like duck face and showing her tits all the time, like, you know, kind of stuff like that. And then I checked their profiles and I'm like, they're not verified. So I'm like, <laughs> I win. <laughs> uh, and this is how vain I am. Yeah. No, I, I honestly like, and I will still say it to this day. I've had, <laughs> I regret <laughs> getting verified. <laughs> I'm fucking sick to death of the messages and the oh, yeah. the kind of hoops that people jump through to to get some sort of acknowledgement. Oh my god. What didn't we have like oh man, remember that that guy that we had that jumped on the on the live stream and was like, yeah. "Hey, please follow." <laughs> Yeah, that was that was always fucking fun, wasn't it? Yeah, or then you get like your casual messages, like requests, like "Hey, man." And, I mean, gotta be honest, like the first couple of "Hey, man"s that I got here and there, I bit, and I said, "Yeah, I'll bite." It's like whatever. Can you help me with the verification? Yeah, I oh, I'm getting some really interesting ones. Someone the other day, um, they like straight up was just like complimenting my music, and I was like. <laughs> you know, feeding the like ego. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like just fucking letting it yeah. <laughs> hot dogs to the face. And then it was like, oh, and by the way, like, how did you get verified? And I was like, in the bin. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I've been hooked, lined, and sinkered. Oh, man. But oh yeah, it's that's not been fun. Um, that's, but that's also, fun. I realised this week, um, or not this week, like over the past couple of weeks, that um, being verified and having your account fucking hacked can be an absolute nightmare. Because the whole reason that you're verified is, or one of the reasons to be verified is to stop, um, you know, people from creating like fake accounts fake profiles yeah, yeah. and um our, our friend old wallace bees uh he got well they got hacked oh really yeah um and they they went down the route of just creating a, a new account because they couldn't get access to it um and the hacker just took their new account down straight away oh shit really yeah oh because they're yeah, verified so they can just report it to instagram and say hey this person's using my they're, they're oh, pretending to be me fudge yeah god damn it. well I, you I, should I mean, go I on to their instagram because holy shit like the, whoever it is is just posting this weird selfie over and over and over and over again oh oh is it like creepy it's not okay okay okay, okay. so i'm just like instagram okay old wallace right yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, if I click the link, would I get hacked too? I'd probably <laughs> click it, I don't know. Have they changed the link? I haven't checked. Oh, no, no, it's the it's the, the weird selfie guy. So he basically, he he's the one who hacked it, I guess, right? It's like, that's, oh, what, that's what we'd assume. But why would you just like dox yourself like that? Unless you don't give a fuck. Who liked that thing though? Like there's like <laughs> I don't. 20, well, I've I've, like, I've been exactly the same as you. There's like 26 <laughs> people who actually like it. Yeah. One of them is fucking homework radio. Shout out to you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw all of that as well, like all of the people that are liking, and I'm like, oh. but why? Why would you do that? Like I think I yeah I, I see think, some names. That... I think because at first like did they think that this is like yeah. it's a face reveal or some yeah. shit. <laughs> Could be. Uh, 
and then no, they I posted think... on their Twitter and stuff that it was just like a that you know they've been hacked and basically yeah they they made a just as everyone has done that that's been you know victim to the same fucking hack that everyone gets is um, yeah they just they got reported and it got taken down because apparently oh, Facebook yeah. or Meta or whoever the fuck now is just sitting there and just taking the verification on face value even though um, apparently they oh. sent like irrefutable proof that they are who they say they are holy fucking shit man so yeah like, definitely damn. make sure you have two factor authentication on your account damn has someone yeah. googled that photo no I don't know you should see what you can find oh but yeah, yeah. guess what Spotify wrapped um, we are we're on D-Day we have I think today and tomorrow <laughs> to just listen to to Lazy Boy Loops on repeat so I'm your your top artist <laughs> fuck yeah oh yeah what is it like is it next week that it Comes out the, no, the, the rap. I think okay. Wrapped comes out at the start of December, but the oh, okay. um, the tracking stops November. Oh shit! Let's so go we have boys. like two days until the tracking stops. Ready the bots. Ready the bots. Yeah, and then December they don't track. Uh, November and December they don't track, and I believe that's because of Christmas. Ah, uh, true, true. Yeah, that would be like uh, that would be another episode of this podcast. The the Wrapped. Even though this is like one of the things that. I don't know. Let's let's see how hyped or toned down that will be. Because I think since um, since Lo-Fi Girl like announced like their the, the, their quota when it comes to releases and mm. uh, how many how many releases per person, I think I think things kind of like chilled out I a little don't. bit. I, I I mean I stopped paying attention, but I see I I, I saw less and less names like it's not the same names it's like what it used to be like the same people over and over which is not bad considering yeah. uh you you need like a, a core of producers and then you can work work it out like you don't have to have like a thousand people releasing with you uh i think 20 to 50 maximum is enough but uh yeah who knows maybe it's like maybe it decided to help the little guys <laughs> no absolutely the fuck not we're still gonna see all of the same fucking oh like a hundred million thousand streams oh man i'm so proud of myself like i thank you to all my fans and to the playlists and if it wasn't for you guys i don't know where i would have been uh you can find some signed copies of my lps hit the link below thank you to my fans pretty much yeah so uh are we supposed to announce on this uh, live stream that we're uh, we put together the second biggest lo-fi band? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> oh man, no. I mean, I'm... there's only there's only like two seen... now. It's like we're the second one. <laughs> Have you seen the new thing that they've kind of given to artists though with Spotify Wrapped? No. What was it? <laughs> you can record a thank you video. Oh yeah, like. Oh man, you know I'm just gonna fucking wait for these, like cringe. <laughs> I've done one. <laughs> I've done one thanking myself. <laughs> That's the best. I think you, you should just look like fucking Snoop Dogg that shit, like all the no, way, like why not? No, because I've been my own top artist for like the past two years. I thought, fuck it, oh. nobody else is gonna see this. So I've just left myself a message. <laughs> uh, but, what, but, what do you think, who do you think I should like thank? 
now that probably Titipo is going to be my number one streamed artist. Well, you'll just get Titipo's thank you, won't you? It, I need, I need people I... that have listening to you. It oh, goes okay. to them. So when the rap comes out, your top artist will be. There'll be a video of them being like, "Oh my god, thanks for listening." Like I'm Taylor Swift. <laughs> because that's who might know but that's the thing i've been tracking a little bit because i use last fm and i'm not going to be my own top artist this year i don't think <laughs> so that message might go to someone <laughs> that isn't me <laughs> and i'm literally telling myself to let the bit take the bins out and let the dogs out <laughs> and don't forget to feed the dogs <laughs> you're actually giving me this is actually a nice idea it's not bad to be honest it's not bad. I've so. realized that since kind of like, I've maybe say over the past two months, I've realized that I just don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna own it. Like own myself, just own the way it is. Like, I know that my green screen videos that I've been doing are shit. Like the, I could, put way more effort dude, to making the dude, green screen look like the green screen the green screen videos you did are <laughs> so shit they're actually they're actually brilliant yes that's that's the thing that's that I've, and i'm owning it I, like i'm gonna go into space <laughs> <laughs> no my intention was to make an absolutely dumb fucking video but then i realized sense. how actually hard it is to key out a not well lit green screen and I was like, do you know what? I don't give a fuck. And like, there's one of the scenes where I think there's two of me just kind of crossing paths. Yes, you can see yes. the green screen in the background just I kind know, of come through a little bit. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm well, owning this low quality, low budget, like, shit. Exactly. Because... It's, not, it's not supposed to be perfect anyway, man. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Like, if anything, I personally have more appreciation towards stuff like that, that I can even consider them artistic like you might be like oh you know it's like i just fucked up like the green screen is like it's a cheap green screen like my camera is shit i don't care like i i think like it 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 complements the rest of the shot yeah being like shitty or like basically like uh, uh so you can see the green screen in the background it's like why not why not it could be like a, like an old vhs shitty tape yeah exactly yeah. exactly I, like, I could have spent ages like completely like um masking out myself like i could no. have spent hours sitting there masking no. it frame by frame why? But why? <laughs> fuck it well fuck it man nobody pays you to do that shit you know what exactly. i mean like you got it that's it like fuck and it, i I'll think do just it. It the crappy little videos and i uh, that's what i've uh, i know like just kind of talking about me and i really don't care at this point but i realize <laughs> just having fun is is a lot of fun just yeah. throwing just throwing all of the fucking like inhibitions into the wind i don't care what people think anymore like i've sat here and you know tried to make like really aesthetic lo-fi beat videos i've tried to to make you know serious looking like bass playthrough videos and as as fun as they are they're just not they're not much to talk about and i was like oh do you know what i'm just gonna fucking whack and do you know I, i'll be honest i took inspiration from a guy on tiktok called spilly cave like he's absolutely fucking genius and he doesn't do stupid shit like i do he just comes on and plays music but he has such a really really interesting musical style and he's just dropped an album shout out to spilly cave and his his new album that's just dropped um and yeah he just stands there with his guitar 
Um, he's he's one of those people that wears like the little child's glasses, sunglasses. Okay. Oh. And, uh, so <laughs> it, again, his right. videos aren't super serious, but the music he's making is like, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I just took inspiration from that. I was like, yeah, that's low budget. He has a green screen setup. Um, yes, his his green screen key and is way better than mine. But I don't care. <laughs> like, I've, I did a video yesterday because um, Jerry Lee Lewis passed earlier this week, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do a Jerry Lee Lewis flip. Just fuck yeah. around again. I don't care. It it doesn't. Is it good? At first, I didn't think so. But after hearing it over and over and over again, I actually think this flip's really, really quite good. And I did it for mostly just made it for TikTok. I was like, spent two hours making this video for TikTok, and I have, um, I put a green like essentially just a green screen on the, um, yeah. the monitor. And the green screen of that's crap as well because I didn't spend enough time sorting the lighting out. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna own it because that's just gonna be my thing. Yeah, exactly. Crappy exactly. low budget videos. Yeah. You don't like you don't. I, I think like it's it's doing stuff like that allows your personality to come through more mm. than just doing this immaculate tracing through the green screen, making sure you don't miss like a fucking little pixel from your hair or whatever like the yeah. lighting is like just perfect like no like, what was it like usually the stuff that looks like completely unprepared but they're prepared but they look like completely like whatever like just fired up the phone and start recording are the ones that are mostly cap captivate that can captivate the audience yeah. because you can relate to those more like what was that guy's name who plays the drums and the guitar at the same time like he yeah. throws his like fucking belly out and is like doing the shit i can't remember his I name but we we've, yeah, we yeah, found but, him but i i found that i'm like i'm like this is absolutely hilarious yeah. like the, the the way that because like thinking at the same time how much how much effort um some artists put on their persona or their image or whatever and you're like you have this absolute fucking super talented guy well talented like the guy knows his knows his shit like yeah. and he just like the the image he puts out it's like i don't know boxers yeah <laughs> like belly out like it's just jamming like that like that but it's fucking dope yeah i don't know man it's like it's 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 interesting like i, I think i was i was talking to uh well friend of mine artist as well like transparent man like he's released with us as well um because uh, i met him like yesterday like the, it's the first person that i fucking meet ever yeah uh, having a coffee like after i moved in here like um and and we were just talking about um i don't know even like uh, um because he's looking like he's applying for jobs and stuff like that and like oh he he we were talking about this like fucking co cover letters and how this is like a fucking shit 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 show like cover yeah. letters and what to do and i'm like everything is like so stereotyped or uh, everybody says oh my biggest flaw is that i'm a perfectionist or that i'm super motivated or i'm like working with teams and like you know all the buzzwords and whatever but is that really you like of course everybody likes to work in to a certain extent because everybody yeah. wants the bag but it doesn't really showcase who you are like because like who are you as a person like as a as a as a colleague as a 
as an individual whatever like don't portray yourself to be another fucking mindless drone you yeah. know where there's like music or whatever like it's it's give me something tangible that i can i can i can work with yeah i don't know like i think the same also like applies to music and and the way you portray yourself and whatnot i mean coming from me that that's a little bit lame like if you see my instagram feed um yeah most of the stuff that i put like is the releases and whatnot and then i i also try to put some pictures every now and then but i'm not figuring that that shit is not working out for me either so i'll probably stop it again but it, it, i'm just saying like it's it's you have to like showcase your individuality in a way, and yeah. that's what that's what I saw in the videos that you you made. Like it's <laughs> it's so shitty that it's fucking perfect. Yeah, but but it's not shitty in in a bad sense. Like oh, because you it clearly shows that you spend a bunch of t you spend some time to put this together. Well, yeah, yeah. But but knowing you being my friend, and I know like the way. You, I know you reached the point like, oh, why the fuck? Like, I knew you didn't give a fuck the, before you even said. I, 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 can, I can imagine seeing you there, like, busting your ass after an hour or so. I was like, what the fuck am I doing with this? Like, fuck it. Let's just put it out. Like, that's it. So uh, I think this is the, 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 the level that you need to reach. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I should make this nice or I should do this or I should do that. So, like, like playing the guitar and making like fuck faces like nah, that doesn't even it doesn't work like that you know i mean shout out to my boy shoparo no did i yeah. did i pronounce his name like he, he he does a lot of fuck faces but i can i vibe with the fuck faces that he does when he plays the guitar you know <laughs> it's like yeah there's some other guitarists guitarists <laughs> that they're like the, the fuck facing is excessive like you don't need so much fuck facing i think that <laughs> it's funny that you bring him up actually because yeah. uh <laughs> he's, he's probably just gonna like he'll he'll find this funny because i know he listens to this um yeah. so we have a, have have recorded a podcast together like i was on he, he's trying to start a podcast and i was i was on it and um okay this started uh <laughs> so this started like two years ago i think okay with the release of i think he started a label with uh with the the guy called monofy on on instagram um mm-hmm and they, we dropped compilation, whatever, I, I was on that. And he wanted to kind of put a, a podcast alongside with it, talking through, like, the tracks and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that never manifested. <laughs> so then <laughs> so then he messages and is like, right, I want to kick kick off this this podcast. Um, so, like, you know, let if you're up for it, let's do it again. So I was like, yeah, fine, chill, whatever, I don't care. Like, I like the sound of my own voice, here I am. Uh, so we, we record this podcast, I think... It overruns. I think we almost do nearly like two and a half hours of of just talking just about music and shit. Yeah. And then about two weeks later, I get a message that's like, uh, my audio was corrupt. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Like, cool. It shit happens. Whatever. Yeah. Then, uh, probably, this is I think about six months ago. He comes back and he's like, look one last time let's try and get this going again i want you to be the first first guest uh, in, in fact this was may yeah, it was in may so mm -hmm. i'm like record this podcast with him again this is the third time that we've done this um <laughs> you can kind of guess where this is going <laughs> so we record this podcast even in this podcast i'm making jokes about that this podcast will never see the light of day and afterwards mm. he was like no that was hilarious but it's definitely gonna gonna get somewhere 
It hasn't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to air his dirty laundry right now. <laughs> because I think he messaged me about two weeks ago. Um, just being like, look, if you're chill with this audio, like, I'm going to put it out. Okay. Um, when, when did he send me that? Uh, this is the, the 18th of October. Um, and he was like, I'm going to put this out, uh, <laughs> get it up two weeks from now. So <laughs> the 18th of October was, okay, so this should technically be going out on the 1st. On the like, the like next week, it. basically. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Fingers crossed. See you on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So we we've had this podcast in progress for like about a year and a half now. Um, okay. <laughs> because this was recorded in May and June, that, talking about a release that, that already happened. Yeah, that, that's already happened. <laughs> But I love, I really do hope it comes out because there is so many times that I just absolutely roast him being like, if this podcast ever comes out, which I highly doubt it will. <laughs> and this will absolutely just, just fucking prove that. And, you know, I, I think he's hilarious. He's brilliant. He, he, his heart is definitely in the right place. Um, yeah. But I, I know, I know more than Nathan that life can definitely get in, in the way. And, you know, you can prioritize, you know, life does deserve to be prioritized in some dumb little podcast you've had with a, with a British guy. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that'll be, yeah. uh, <laughs> can't wait for that one. There's always like shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like on the Tuesday, let, let's see what happens. Maybe I'll yeah. text him. It's like, Oh, I heard you're doing a podcast. You want an extra guest there? <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time, maybe next time you guys record it. <laughs> Well, no, I was just—I'm just a guest on the podcast. Like, yeah, I'm saying like next next time you record it, maybe he can do both of us. Like now, like you know, the... <laughs> yeah, and then we'll see it like this time next year. <laughs> exactly. Do you know? Uh, I, I mean, we we can both kind of um, you know sympathize with with getting the podcast out. Cause didn't you get last oh, episode yeah. out like last week? A week, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a week, a week afterwards. Like, I mean, it has happened in the past as well, but yeah. now it's like because we had this extra uh, break, let's say, I, I didn't really felt the urge, or like I didn't think it was like so necessary. It's not like there's like a millions of fans screaming our names, yeah. like "Where's the podcast, Paul?" Whatever. So hey, there's always been one or two people that have been like, "Oh, it's a podcast coming up," and I'm like. Uh, do you know what uh, uh, the one thing i will say i sometimes absolutely love your bluntness in replies like there was one time i came to you and was like oh have you got the podcast up and you were like well is it up fuck you <laughs> no <laughs> your literal response was is it up and i was like well no and then you were like okay. well there's your fucking answer then <laughs> I, I remember that i remember that one is it up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You're an asshole, man. Oh, I know, man. <laughs> but you love me, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I think pretty much, like, uh, audio-wise, like, we're pretty dead. Like, oh, we really... Dude, I think we reached an all-time low. Like, we've never been without any... Well, maybe one, two times. The past two days, there hasn't been any listens at all. Wow, well, that means we've got to step up. There'll be the 27, 28, let's not, let's not go and through 29. statistics now. Dude, <laughs> this is so meta. Oh, oh my God. Well, we have 132 followers on Spotify. Uh, I think a few more on Apple Music, which is great. Um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's enough. No, no, it, it's okay. Like we just we just um, it's just a little. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a slump. It's a it was a slumber summer slump. Slump. We're still like infected <clears> by the. 
affected by the summer slump. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you know, moving country and all that shit. You know, priorities, but not so. Yeah. Uh, but you, do you think are you thinking TT Poe is going to be your um, <laughs> your top artist for TT Poe is going to definitely be my my top artist like no doubt no doubt TT Poe or Cars Cars actually okay yeah I mean I I prefer listen to Cars because it's a more complete soundtrack I mean it's fucking Sherry Crow and shit it's, I would listen to Sherry Crow I understand. I mean, it's a, it's a song. It's fine. There's, there's some sort of legitimate songwriting, composing, and shit went to it. Of course, he has to do it with cards, but it's fine. I will listen to the the soundtracks. But when it comes to Titipo, it's like fuck. It's it's a it's a it's a track. Like it says Titipo. Like that, that's it. Like there's there's nothing crazy. It's about a train and the tracks and all that kind of shit. Like and I have to listen throughout. I don't know. 20 different languages like it's the same melody through 20 different languages it's funny yeah. how different cultures interpret in, in, interpret the music and the stuff but yeah titi pose machine we'll see i'm actually <clears throat> probably the most interested for yours then and it, it's probably yeah, and, and this i'm talking like and this is what most like interests me the most especially around wrapped is people's listening rather than you know an artist coming along saying oh this year i had 150 million streams like i don't give a fuck about your your artist milestones i want to know who you've been listening to the most this year it's that the consumer facing one that i find the most interesting and that's what i most look forward to i don't care about my own i know mm. that that's going to come along and say that i've I can look now. I've just got on Spotify for artists. I've maybe hit like a hundred thousand listeners this year. I don't fucking know, but yeah, um, that that means nothing. I I want to know what what everyone's personal consumer facing raps are. I want to know who you've been listening to the most. Is TT Poe your top artist, or have you been streaming Taylor Swift's Midnight since it launched last week? The 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 reason why I'm eager for the rap, it's basically. Because I like the presentation. It yeah. makes me feel special as an artist, not as a listener. Because like I see all these numbers and they have this like nice animation too. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that's great. But it never, it never ever, and I swear that, I mean, even though I do share it, but it never made me want to share it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I just share it. I just share the final share thing. Mm. Like, because everybody else does it. I mean, this is why the first year where I shared it, because like everybody else did. But back then, the first year, I think the first year that I shared it, was it 2017 or 2018? Or was it, it or did it start in 2018? I'm not, I don't remember, because it wasn't always there. But then the other times that I shared it, after that first time, was, was, no, 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 was purely to shut people up. <laughs> like, like eat a dick with like a thousand streams or whatever, like, uh, no, no, no. It was like, I, I just couldn't be bothered like seeing like every Tom, Dick and Harry just like fucking posting numbers as if it's like fucking that's the best thing that can happen to you. I mean, usually, you know who my, my, my usual targets are that I like. It's a playlist, bro. A playlist gives you all your streams. It's not fans. So you posting about shit like that. Yeah, let me show you like what maybe a little bit more real fandom looks like. Or like listeners, not just a playlist. But yeah, 
And uh, and I think I, I think after the last time, I, I promised to myself that uh, I won't post it ever again. And yeah. this is what I will, I will do because I don't really give a fuck. Like that's it. It's something personal. It's for me. I like the way. Like I said, I like the presentation. Yeah, you're I looking enjoy at it from it. a design perspective. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like it's it's a nice little thing for me to know. Uh, I can make like a little. Uh, like another thing that I thought about myself is like maybe I can make like little frames of it just for fun because I have all the. I saved all the pictures and yeah. then maybe I can put them like in little frames and hang them on my wall here so I can see them and for fun, yeah. you know, and say like, oh, or maybe like my, my kid sees it like in 10 years and miraculously these things are not thrown away as garbage, <laughs> you know, little poster thingies. And be like, oh, look at what fucking dad did like 10 years ago or like 15 years ago, like 20 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested to see what the design's going to be this year, though, um, especially if they're going down the route of what The Verge have done with their website, because that looks like absolute trash, but I also really like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't Internet think design is going very weird at the minute. I don't think it's going to deviate too much from their branding. I mean, their branding has been pretty much on point. They have this sort of like flat, clean, minimalistic crap, so I think it's probably going to look the same. It makes sense, plus like their coloring the palette, the color palette that they're using is not so. Yeah, it's very limited as well, so it's it's not going to be too crazy. But you shouldn't spend more effort on that. But anyway, let's not get boring here. Let's not boring. Um, Piss off. Okay. Design trends <laughs> are fun. I know, I know, I know. But uh, there might be people who don't really care about that stuff in this, this type of <laughs> podcast. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, nah. I, I mean, on top of that, like, I don't think. I don't think we have anything else funky we can talk about, right? No. Um, uh, uh, apart uh, from the fact that fucking, uh, what's his name? Steph Van Vugt from Lo-Fi Fruits uh, is now apparently doing bylines for fucking music business worldwide. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think we even need to put any more value to what this guy's doing. Like it's, you know, talk talking about a fucking article that probably somebody else wrote on his behalf, and he probably like proofread it at the end of the day. Like uh, he can eat a dick. Like I'm happy that he's happy with himself, and he makes all this fucking money, and he thinks he's helping the society and community and the planet or whatever the fuck he does, which is great. But I don't really give a fuck. Like it's it is what it is. Like I don't wanna. I would pay my due. I would pay my respects where they're due, and I definitely do not need to respect him. I mean, I respect the business and whatever he did, like the the grind. Yeah. Even though everybody knows that he's a trust fund kid, but but yeah, it is what it is. There, I said it. Um, some of us, yeah, don't have rich dads that can just throw money onto a bunch of shit and you know make things work for us. So it is. Some of us have to fucking work hard to get what we have <laughs> or to yep. to get to get where we are so i definitely do not relate with him or his fucking articles anywhere uh so yeah no no i think this could also be like a good segue like for everybody else who's listening that uh from now on like uh something that we more or less like decided is like to keep the podcast like very short and sweet like there's not going to be like a standard time in like we used to do like we did like a one year of like two hours but we don't want to bore people so if there's like something we talk about we will definitely meet each other every two weeks like we always do but uh we're just gonna try not to dwell on a lot of topics or whatever uh we're just gonna you know have fun and if anybody of course wants to uh 
suggest things to us, we're happy to cover them um, as long as they're not too controversial. Well, yeah, well, we don't give a fuck you, bozos. Okay. Hey, yo. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, you got what you ordered now. Now you no, make no. it boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just. That's it. I'm that's tired. it. Sort of, sort of sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been an hour and a half. It's great. It's nothing too crazy. I mean, we also know like there's there shouldn't be any standard format in what we do. Could be like an hour. Could be an hour and a half. Could be two hours. It's always like depends. You never know. Like last week, we barely had stuff to talk about. This week, there is something again. Um, you know, next few weeks, you never know. Some shit is gonna probably pop exactly. up. You never know. Yeah, could just talk yeah. about our new music, you know, listen to Interstellar Sounds Volume 1 by Lazy Boy Loops, just, you know, put that out there. Fuckers, <laughs> subscribe, follow, like, clicks, whatever. Follow me on Download TikTok. Download the app. Yeah. <laughs> it dicks. <laughs> follow me on TikTok. Uh, and on that note, uh, yeah, it's been a blast as always. Uh, see you guys on the interwebs. Have a fun time and stream into Seller Sounds Volume 1. <laughs> Keep plugging that shit away, man. I'm gonna. Go. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Bye.